Hello and welcome to another Modern Commerce Talk session from Eventia. As always, I'm your host, Jack Stratton from Insider Trends. Delighted to be joined today by Bogdan Sabu, who is the head of DTC at Direct to Consumer at Hagloss. Um, Bogdan, lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, Bogdan, we're going to be talking about um, something naturally that's very much in kind of your, your, your area of passion and expertise, which is D2C, but specifically success factors. And, and for listeners, you know, what really makes a successful D2C business a successful D2C campaign? So I'm going to kick off with an introductory question that's quite broad, just to let you start to talk about around this subject. Um, so, you know, what are the key factors determining whether you'll make it or break it in D2C? Uh, in my opinion, there is one key factor. Uh, one key task, and that is deliver on the promise to your consumer. So when it comes to customer experience or uh, or engagement with anybody, there is always a promise made, and you need to deliver on that. So when you start in the retail store, when you go to the window, when you go through the uh, to see you see the window, you get an impression of what's behind in the store. You walk in, there is a promise of what you're going to expect or see. The same online, when you start searching online, you look at the product, you look at the brand, um, and you say, I want to buy this product, there is going to be a promise made. And I think if you want to make it or break it, you need to deliver on that initial promise. Uh, and not all, all the brands are, are able to do that, uh, or they don't focus enough on it. So I think focus on the promise you give to consumers when they engage with you. That's really interesting. And anything else, um, you know, it could be similar or anything else kind of completely different to that that idea of delivering on promise that you think is really kind of pivotal. Um, it, it, it's a continuation of that. So <clears throat> if you have to deliver on the promise, you need to be agile. So mm. because the promise is not ever, it's not always binary. You know, you can yeah. have different mm. promises by customer type, by product type, category, industry you're in. So you need agility to adapt. You need to agility to deliver on time. You know, you cannot dwell on it for several months before you input something for the people. So the promises are made always, either by the brand team, by the product, by the environment, by the industry, and you need to adapt. So I would say if you need to, to deliver on the promise, you need to be agile. And for that, you need to have the right people, processes, systems, brand, products, etc. Mm, that's really interesting. And it's, and it's nice that you started this by, I guess, talking conceptually, delivering on a promise, as opposed to, which I often hear when people start talking about how to do D2C well, is immediately talking about platforms and technology. And and actually, I guess, if you if you start from that point of view of real kind of broad clarity about what you're offering and how can you fulfill it, then you can look out and go, right, then you go, okay, it's about agility. And then I suppose beyond that, then you start talking about technology, because of course, then that builds from agility rather than the other way around. Um, from your experience with with, with Hagloss, um, you know, bring us a little bit into that and this delivering on promise and um, being agile. How are you able to be agile from a D2C perspective with Hagloss? What kind of things do you do? What does that mean kind of in, you know, in real life? Yeah, um, I can refer to uh, the latest uh, project we did where we launched a brand new e-com uh, mm. and we delivered it uh, within three months. Wow. We, we split, we removed everything from the front end and we rebuilt it up with, with our partner, uh, Aventia. And uh, 
we were able to do that because of the, the tools of the system. So that we were with for a Mac architecture. We had the right vendor to come in and and, uh, and deliver and know how to glue things together. And then on top of that, which is also something not really always discussed in, in depth, is minimal viable product. Now, mm. as a brand, we, I was the lead uh, person together with some key partners in my team to say, what is the bare minimum to fulfill our promise? And that became our focus. Uh, I had to say in those three months, a lot of those because at the end of the day, we did not want to jeopardize our agility by adding more than the minimum viable product features, uh, not allowed to be open for the last minute changes. So um, that's how we focus. And we focus only like, what is the core of what we want to achieve in this one launch? What is the most important? And then let us have enough time uh, with our partner to actually pivot if we have to, or we learn in the process. So uh, what we do in my team and also in, in retail, we do the same. We are changing a lot of systems there. We went back to the raw and said, what is the bare minimum to deliver on the problem, which is normally to sell a product and take back a product. And then everything else we build on top afterwards, but we need the agility to make sure that by the goal live date, we have the bare minimum covered. Uh, so it's about the conversation. It's about having the right partners, the right developers, the right systems that mm. allows us to think around, can we do this? Can we deliver without breaking the team and all the flows in the systems? Mm. That's really, really interesting. Three months is amazing, by the way. Um, and also what's interesting about this is, uh, coming back to a point you made a minute ago, D to C, um, I mean, this is a very obvious point, but sometimes I think it's talked about in quite broad terms. So that customer is often thought as one type of customer. So I often think, well, you know, the classic D2C examples that people talk about. So some cool new Instagrammy beauty brand, right? D2C, then people talk about it like, well, there's one type of customer. So really, it's just, you know, that you've, you've got your product um, and then you market and sell directly to them and it all happens really easily and smoothly. Your point, I think, was a really good one that D2C, even if you just sell one product to one specific type of customer, within that, there's all kinds of different journeys that that customer will have. Um, and there's all kinds of different, you know, nuanced um, needs w within that customer group. Um, and they might want to purchase differently. They might want to discover the product differently. Um, they might want to experience the product differently. How in this D2C world, how do you approach that challenge of understanding so with the new launch you just described up for example um that took three months how do you do that kind of customer journey stuff because i always think that's a real challenge making sure that d2c works for every kind of customer um it, it's a layered approach so we start hmm. with the middle viable product which is get get an order so present the product get the order deliver the order hmm. and you you need to put a baseline uh, and, and we can say we're going to hit with ups is it the best journey? No, for everybody. But you have a baseline, you can ship it. Then the next level, and this is where platform and agility comes in, phase two, you can say, all right, we want to give people the option to choose the carrier. And you need to have a platform that allows you to easily implement that without going through a six-month pro six process. And that comes back to the agility and the systems. And then you layer it up. So you, you will never get it with uh, with MVP the, the first time around. We just need to find one as a common denominator and then make sure your roadmap 
is catering for those uh, different journeys people might have. Uh, but in your initial role, in your initial foundation, you need to think that you need to have capability to do that. So in our project, we took a lot of things backwards to set up the new foundation. We spent a lot more time on the foundation to allow us in very quickly uh, consecutive phases to add features that allow consumer to have individual journeys. So I can tell you right now, we're going to add some new payment providers and uh, carriers, and we're going to do it in record time because the foundation we spent so much time on allows us to do that. So agility is a combination of fundamental understanding of the architecture, what are the needs going forward and the, and the promises you want to deliver, and then make sure that when you deliver, you know your MVP for every phase. Awesome. That's really interesting, and I really like how you phrased that, the, the layered approach with that baseline. So you get the baseline in and then you can kind of over time just keep improving it, keep you know adding things for different customers. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, but maybe if I may add, because I think mm. there might be different types of customers having different risk profile, different different paradigms, the way you want to do things. So you have the market architecture, mm. which is a lot more free, but requires a lot more pre-work to really understand how you want to architect it. But you can also do the same with a monolithical, more old-school platform setup. Uh, but there, you are more restricted by, and you need to buy into the paradigm of the vendor. Both are good. You can you can have a decent foundation. It's just more your internal expertise paradigm the way you like to work. So I don't. I want to make that clarity that I think everybody can do this. It's not mm. platform specific as long as you think in fundamentals. And then what are the capabilities you want to build upon and, and what gives you agility within your general IT infrastructure? Mm, oh, brilliant. Um, and as a, just to kind of um, wrap up, D2C very broadly is um, at the moment, I think the last few months, certainly in my world, um, there is, a, is a hot topic in the sense of lots of people are sort of talking about, you know, the future of D2C and does it just keep expanding for all kinds of brands is it is does it actually become you know the most kind of fundamental part of all kind of consumerism um or do we find kind of ourselves in a in a world where d2c you know is something that influences retail as a whole and brands some brands are doing it where it works for them and others aren't but there's lots of people debating this at the moment you know that idea of you know where next the very broadly what's your view on that bogdan i i'm very optimistic i think mm. d2c is here to stay uh uh, and I say D2C is not just from a brand point of view, our own D2C channel, but it's also our wholesale account. They also direct to consumers in their in their terms. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting journey over the next couple of years. It's going to maybe uh, cannibalize itself a little bit. Mm. Uh, during the, the last couple of years, during COVID, there's been a lot more online. There's been a lot more focus on that. Now there's a shift to more brick and mortar retail experiences. But people wanted to get back into the into the <laughs> world, um, and I think there's been so much going on that at some point some things had to coagulate a bit more. Uh, yeah. and I think there the winners in my mind come back to initial questions is the people who can deliver on the promise. Mm -hmm. Like you know, everybody has been growing very fast, but do you have the basics in order? And I think people will always go to the place where they bought something and actually were happy with the way they got their order if it's yeah. online. And I think those are the winners. I mean, you can sell a lot online on marketplaces, 
But that does not mean that the deliverable is always ideal. And then you will never go back. I completely agree. I think, as ever, the debate often people tend to, you know, go one way or the other. Everything is binary these days. And actually, the answer is, I think, what you just said, which is that the people who are really good at D2C will, will keep doing very well out of D2C. And the people who maybe aren't won't, won't, won't do so well. It's as simple as that. Um, Bogdan, it's been so interesting um, talking to you and learning about this. Um, hopefully we get to talk again because I get the sense that um, there's a lot more that we could talk about. Um, but um, for now, I'm going to wrap things up um, and just um, and just say thank you for your time, Bogdan. Um, and for anyone um, wanting to hear more on this subject or similar subject, we've got many, many uh, podcasts up on the Eventia website, Modern Commerce Talks. Um, but for now, Bogdan, lovely to see you and hopefully talk again soon. Thank you for having me.